0: How much time till we're on? Get
1: on, Ron! What? We're on the air right now.
0: Oh. <coughs> I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight.
2: The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometers of range. World Gym Australia. Trained for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Oh, oh, a bit of Aussie Crawl yes. to get us in the mood.
1: Nice. Great work, Hello. Daddy yeah,
3: very good. Daddy, um, who sings this song, by the way? Just a bit of trivia. Is it Crawl? Oh, Aussie Crawl. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Hello, welcome to Sports Day. Uh, it's a very exciting day today because it's the official launch of the Australian cricket summer. We'll give you more details on that shortly. Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network, SEN Network as well, 1170 in Sydney, SENQ on the Goldie. Ah, uh, sorry, SENQ in Brisbane, uh, SEN Track Stations, SEN Fanatic. All those listening through the SEN app, and hello to our listeners through New Zealand on SENZ. And thanks to our partners Kia, Well Jim. And Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. This man does more for farmers than anybody else. Scotty Sattler, hello. Now, you are,
4: you probably more so are excited than many others, aren't you? Like, you've got this pep in your step today. Because well, usually we're in the studio together, and, and you're not sitting a, uh, across the table from us in the studio, Hey, eh? you? are live from the Gabba.
3: I'm at the Gabba,
4: Yeah, because yes. you're calling and, the game tonight. And, um, yeah, we can, we can sense a little bit of uh, excitement in your
3: voice. Well, I just ran into Mark Howard uh, from Howie Games uh, at the urinal. So, Bruce. I mean, that's a great way to start the day. Well, mate, I can say, uh, listeners, that Mark Howard is a hand washer.
4: I was very, very happy
3: to see that. So The other thing uh, is
4: when you've when you got to see whether they're hand washers, you've got to keep the paper as well to open up the door to hold, to hold the handle because there's a lot of germs on the handle on the inside of the door.
3: Right, the toilet paper. Are you talking about holding on to your toilet paper? No, no, the, the or, paper or from no, the wall. No, you just wipe your hands on your pants. Mm. I'll give you a tip, Sats. Yeah. You don't grab the middle of the door handle or the top. You grab the bottom with your little finger. So you don't think anyone else is thinking of that either? Nah. No, I've just ruined it, haven't <laughs> I? Big show coming up tonight. Kasper, Michael Kasperwitz, uh, Aussie cricket legend. I'm, I'm sure he's sick of hearing this, but the man who kept Brett Lee. Imagine keeping Brett Lee. Out of the Australian Test team with all those big guns, um, he was Brett Lee carried his drink sats.
4: <laughs>
3: you know that you don't. That doesn't happen often, does it? And he he knocked you over, didn't he? In a in a private school sporting contest, didn't he? Yeah, whipped one around my uh, bit of bit of chin music
4: first, and then threw the Yorker and just shattered my stumps. Like I said, the middle stump Nelly. <laughs> and Nelly's, your pants. The, the, <laughs> The middle stump nearly stabbed the wicketkeeper. It was going, I mean, he had some serious pace, serious pace.
3: Absolutely did. Well, that big man will be joining us soon uh, for the toss of the coin tonight and the teams and all that. Geez, um, Queensland have been oh, uh, unfairly, I guess, depleted for this game. They've got three players playing the PM's 11, which is is got to be the biggest snooze fest in cricket. Have you but been watching any of it on Fox? No. Oh, it's boring. I've got to say, Monica Oval is a beautiful looking oval, but it is good. Mm. It's a really nice oval. I've I've watched some cricket there, and it's and you close to the action as well. It reminds me a little bit of Bell Reeve, but I tell you what, that's a snooze fest. Mm. It is uh, while we we're just letting uh, Pakistan get some form with the bat.
4: Yeah, they could bat for days in the uh, conditions as well, wouldn't they? Couldn't they, the Pakistani yeah. side? Uh, but I suppose the only positive to look at it is is that you get some young players to get exposed to some. You know some uh, some what as close to as international cricket as possible, and you know that young captain. There oh, he's only twenty three, twenty four at the moment, and be a highlight of his life. So I suppose from that point of view, but um, I wouldn't think there'd be too many people watching it or listening to it.
3: The lineups for these teams at the Gabbard tonight are still strong. We'll go through that soon. I, I'm looking forward to seeing Glenn Maxwell back from that wonderful performance uh, at the World Cup, and I reckon a lot of the about a crowd of twenty one thousand tonight. At the Gabba for the opening of BBL well, you thirteen. You
4: know what? You know well, He's become Glenn Maxwell, um, because of his exploits in BBL before and and the short form of cricket, but also what he's done in India, like you mentioned. He's become one of those players that, you know, in some sports, you, you're not an avid supporter of the sport, but if if a player is playing, you'll watch. And yeah. he, he's become that, I think, with the short form of cricket. That if you're not an avid if you're not an avid cricket lover you'll still probably watch some of it to see Glenn Maxwell. And that's a, that's a massive asset for the game.
3: I hope the crowd gets treated to him going off tonight. I reckon some of the, uh, some of the uh, fans in the, in the cricketers club here who are situated at Cow Corner, I reckon they're in a bit of strife uh, tonight. Hey, what's this Turn Back Time segment we're doing tonight, Saps? Now, one of our listeners last night,
4: Gundy Gooner, as, as we, just as we, we got off air, he, he mentioned two names. Uh Dave Moore, one of the the great point scorers of all time, played for the Roosters uh back in the early years of rugby league. Um and then there was he also mentioned Brian Popper Clay. Now we're talking about mullets and and I probably should have proofread it first. So you know, probably shouldn't have mentioned uh, one of the listeners said Brian Popper Clay and and Dave Moore. Uh, Dave um uh Dave did I say Dave uh Popper. Um, no, not Brian Popper... Ah, uh, anyway. Um, Gundy Gooner. Gundy Gooner said, um, yeah, because they couldn't... At heart of their life, they couldn't grow hair. So, uh, and I, I get where you're coming from, Gundy Gooner, but it made me... Th- it's got me thinking last night. Um, it got me uh, got me thinking... Dave Brown, it was. It got me thinking last night that um, Brian Popper Clay was a player that played in the 50s and 60s with the great dragon sides, okay? And yeah. my dad used to talk at nauseam about Brian Popper Clay. I remember sitting with... Mark Gaznier once. So I'm going to Bruce here. I was with Mark Gasnier once and he was talking about, we were talking about the old times and, and his uncle, Reg Gasnier, one of the greatest centers of all time. isn't an immortal and and I said, oh, my dad used to always say about how great Brian Popper Clay was. And Mark Gasnier said, Uncle Reg used to say the same as well about he's a player that should be far more celebrated than what he is but unfortunately he was overshadowed by so many great players like Raper and Gazzini and Billy Smith and Graham Chang, Langlands and Norm Proven, the list went on. But this Brian Popper was one of the great players. So, the turn back time segment Woogie and listeners, 0457 736, 736 or AA3 with our Kiwi listeners. Who are some of the athletes, sportsmen or women or even teams or organizations that have been overshadowed by their I suppose their their more they're more famous and more popular and more celebrated teammates and
3: so we were talking about that off air, and a great example you had, Sats, was the Celtics with the Lakers.
4: Well, the Celtics are a great organisation, and they got this this uh, amazing rivalry, as you mentioned last night. We'll get through that great uh, document, uh, great show at the moment on binge, which is called Winning Time. But they're overshadowed by the LA Lakers. The LA Lakers are far more celebrated yeah. than the Boston Celtics, and I suppose Celtic fans would say not, but from a from a worldwide sporting um, perspective. If you're not a NBA fan, you probably know more about the LA Lakers than you do about the Boston Celtics. So, that's a sort of. I mean, another one. Another one you could throw up is um, what's uh, what's another one in in rugby league terms. Um, Cooper Cronk. Cooper Cronk. Now, Cooper Cronk is based on his record. You know, we should be talking about him in, in probably immortal status.
3: Yeah, premierships with two teams. Yeah,
4: but you hear about uh, more about Slater and Smith, and you know, so you should. But yeah, you know, he probably got overshadowed a little bit when it came to, and it got him leaving Melbourne to, to make even realize actually he didn't need Slater, Slater and Smith and uh, and all those players as well. You know, it's um, what about
3: Lazo? Is he in a similar? Vein.
4: Lazo, no Lazo. I think you will be too
3: bigger, too bigger big star.
4: Yeah, he, he he was one of the biggest stars in his in his day. So what
3: ab- what about Tugger Coleman? <laughs> when in I'm doubt, gonna get him in when there somewhere. in doubt you always <laughs> go to Tugger, don't you?
1: Hey, Carrodus. Oh, because no,
3: mm. mate, can you just lay off the Broncos for a bit? It's all about the Broncos, <laughs> Like it, l- eh? it's always Broncos, mate. Yeah,
1: I, I tell are you I, a member yet, Daddy? By the way, you a member of the Broncos yet? Oh, has it been Christmas yet? Okay, okay I'm gonna try Wait till I tell Casper tonight. I'm gonna
3: throw it another one here. I'm gonna
4: throw it <laughs> yeah. another one here for uh, Steve and there's um, Parramatta. There's heaps of Parramatta fans that listen to our show. One of the most overshadowed players in rugby league in his position Ray Price. No, no. <laughs> Steve Eller. The zip zip man. So we talk really? about Really? we talk about growth. We talk about Cronin. We talk about Kenny, we talk about Sterling, Sterling, Price, yeah. Steve Edge. Uh, those sort of players, and Steve Eller was one of the, he was one of the great centres in his day. Went on a yeah. kangaroo tour, played for New South Wales. When we talk about Parramatta, he, he sometimes gets left, he sometimes gets left behind, he gets overshadowed by all his great, um, all his great teammates.
3: Okay, I think I've got it now. Yep, Cam Murray. Why, why? Can- why? You're worse than Daddy Vass. I'm, I'm just trying to get I'm just a South player in, You're worse than in, Daddy Vass. Come on, okay. that's ridiculous. I'll give well, you that's key. Yeah, I'll, right. give I'll, give one one we I'll give yeah, you a South right. player. I'll give you a South player. Okay, please. Back in Bronco the, de Jura. Back in, the
4: <laughs> back in the 60s and early 70s, all you heard about with South was uh, the likes of uh, Eric Sims and Johnny, Johnny Sattler, Ronnie Coop, yeah. uh, Bobby McCarthy, um, John O'Neill. And the bloke that always got forgotten about was Gary Stevens, the other back rower, who was one of the most phenomenal back rowers, was just overshadowed because he had so many great teammates around him.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, good one. What about the Roosters, overshadowed by their neighbours, Souths? Is that (laughs) – is that – no. Okay. Let's move on to that's ridiculous. We're doing that tonight. What? What were you going to say? Is that you that texted that in? We just had – 422 said, the
4: Roosters are a great club, but just unfortunate they live in the shadow of the great South Sydney. Glory, glory, fellas.
3: There you go, 422. <laughs> there we go. Let's play this all night. Bonne night, Jack. Um, Step up. Uh, time for That's Ridiculous. You've got one, Sats, to kick us off with? Well,
5: Come on, that's yeah. ridiculous. So I
4: watched my wife this morning, back, and she loves sport, but she doesn't know a lot of names in sport, and she works for the company, as you know. And I, saw her, I was sitting in the kitchen this morning, and I was watching her putting together all these packs, and it's all the ringer's Western shirts to, mm. to go to yeah. the SEN cricket commentary team, and I'm looking at all the people she's writing the names on the front. Just a few of the names she's writing on the front of, yeah, on the front of the like the the express post. While she's putting <laughs> the shirts and the pants <laughs> and everything. So she says, oh, I'm just putting all these in. She's writing. Them. I said, who's that for? She goes, oh, um, Simon Katich, Simon oh, Katic. Jesus. The Come that, on, that's yeah, ridiculous. The guy, the guy that got Michael Clark in a, in a headlock for not wanting to sing yeah. the, the victory song. Uh, she goes, uh, Ryan Harris. Um, yeah, that's all right. That's yeah, fine. No, right? No, she, no, not the names. Like, like, she's saying it like, is he, like, did he play, like Ryan? Wow. And then she right. said, um, another one here, uh, Kasperowitz. I said, that's Kasperowitz. <laughs> Come on, and that's ridiculous. What is this one?
3: What size did she pack
5: for Casper?
4: Triple XL, and um, <laughs> and she said, uh, Damien Fleming. Now, did, 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 is he a player? Is he? I, I said,
3: oh said, God! Are you serious? <laughs> that should be.
4: Are you serious?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Her she, comments cover all of our segments. You know that. Yeah, true. Mm. Hey, yeah. I got one for you. On yep. Saturday, I went. I went and had a haircut, right? So yeah. I didn't have a time any time during the week.
4: I went chamois. into this
3: one, yep. mate. Forty-four dollars for the haircut, and I'm like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, an extra five-dollar surcharge for a Saturday." Come on, that's ridiculous! <laughs> what was that? Forty-four plus Saturday. five, or, or no, it was forty-four including five. So how oh. much was, was it without the, the five? Oh, I would be thirty-nine. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But have you ever heard of a five-dollar surcharge? So it's a ten—it's nearly a ten percent surcharge for a Saturday.
4: Yeah, I, I could imagine if they open on a Sunday, but
3: not a Saturday. Can you imagine what their surcharge is on a Sunday, for Christ's sake? My
1: haircut's 65. What? Yeah, but you go to a hairdresser you ser- with your missile. Seriously,
3: can you push that button
4: again?
1: Are you serious? Are you serious? Yeah, 65 bucks, mate. Is that You've for you the and the missile together? Like, no, f- I've got a fresh one. I've updated that one. No, Jake. it's horrible. $65. It's still horrible. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Scissor cut. Oh, a what? It takes time. To shape it like this. Do you starts? get it
4: washed and everything before? Takes time.
1: Yeah, they they do all that. Yeah, they, they give you a hot it, towel. They give you a little. They scotch. put a bowl on your head and cut around the they bottom. Do of it. Not. That's basically
4: what they do. <laughs> they do. I think Come miso on, cuts that's cuts
1: ridiculous. It. I reckon he's missing. I'm miso not paying my miss 65 <laughs> bucks to cut my hair. No, so, she
3: does it for nothing. You've just made up a price to feel like you're part of the conversation. You know no, it was. Um, right. So, so your mate, does it?
4: So a couple of a couple of. Um, which involvement make do here it after from the couple listeners. Of couple of yeah. involvement for the listeners, of course. That's ridi- well, have you got a That's Ridiculous or Are You Serious? Um, or the turnback time. Some of the players and athletes that have been overshadowed or organisations. Um, I went to Costco today, Woogie. And yeah. if you've never been there, listeners, it's one of I the greatest it. places on earth. If there was a zombie apocalypse, that's where yeah. I'm pitching a tent because you just get the tent from in at Costco. Um, but I rang Daddy Vassar and I said, <laughs> Listen, do you need anything from Costco? He goes, dunno, never been there. I <laughs> said, okay. Hey, um, what? What do you? Is there something you want in abundance? He goes, yeah, peanut what? butter. I said, what, crunchy or smooth? He goes, I eat crunchy. miso eats smooth. <laughs> Mate, that's enough to break up. What? <laughs> that's enough to break up. If you misso eat, eats smooth. How yeah, big? Yeah, how butter. big
1: is that peanut butter? That skinny peanut, it's peanut butter? Biggest, you get from there? It's, it's the biggest. It's the biggest jar yeah. of thick thing i've ever seen yeah it's massive it, yeah, it's, it'll last it him massive. i think two, oh.
4: two years easy
1: really yep. yeah it'll last yep. you two years well mate you went out and bought a smooth and a crunchy yeah so hey can i just uh stop the costco
3: chat for yep. a second i want to get to some good oil thanks to cobram estate premium australian extra virgin olive oil what about the warriors getting cape well released from the broncos today three-year deal to the end of 2026 is it, this is a great result for the broncos because it frees up a bit of cash and a wonderful result for the Warriors and an even better result, I reckon, for Kirk Capwell. Yeah, I think you're
4: right, Woogie. And listeners, I think it's a win-win for everyone here. Now, if I was the Broncos, I would have been a little bit selfish. I would have said, no, we need you here while, while Reynolds is here because we want two senior players, one a back, one a forward. We've still got a really young playing group. But it's great for him that he gets a, a longer term. He's 30 years of age. He's had a, he's had a few injuries, which is he's a little bit busted at times. But he's he's strapped up like, um, like a racehorse. Uh, in some weekends, but in saying that, for the Wars, they get an experienced player. We're talking about it off air, myself and Daddy Vass. You get Murata Nia-Corday on one side of the field, and then you've got Kurt Catewell on the other side of the field, and then you've got Chanel Harris-Tavita and um, Luke Metcalf coming back from hamstring inri- injury. You get RTS. I mean, yeah. th- that's that's looking like a premiership-winning side for 2024 for the Warriors. And we've got Leroy on here on the text line from New Zealand saying, Scotty, you're on the money Kurt to the Waz, I'm a very happy Waz fan. So well done, Kurt and the Waz fans, because you've got a really good experienced player there who has. He was part of the Cronulla Sharks 2016 yeah. Premiership squad. He, he was the 18th man. But then, of course, he went from there to Penrith, played in two grand finals, lost one, won one. He went to the Brisbane Broncos. They went, Nelly winning a grand final. And now he goes to the Warriors. So you know, is he becoming a little bit like a quasi-James Maloney, where wherever he goes, they they all of a sudden find an uh, immense improvement so i think it's a it's a great win all round for everyone i think because yeah I, I for kate will they get young uh young uh, peacora brendan Piacora coming yep. through who's an exciting young player
3: and they've got about 600000 now they can yeah. tip into Rhys Walsh and um, Ezra Mamm as well. So, hey, Sats, we've got to go to a break. Uh, that's the good oil for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. When we come back, the war is definitely on between rugby union mm. and rugby league because a massive signing for the Roosters today. We'll get to that next. This is Sports Day.
2: The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to it, uh, Jason Matthew Scotty Sattler here tonight. BBL
3: 13 kicks off uh, at the Gabba. That's where I am. Sats in Sports Day Studio. Sats the uh, text machines blowing up uh, tonight. What are your thoughts of the Warriors' confirmed key signing of Brisbane Broncos forward Kurt Cape? Well, we thought it was a great idea, didn't we? We thought it was a great, a great decision for everyone.
4: Yeah, I think it's it's a good fit for everyone. I, I think the Broncos he's so highly regarded, Kurt Cape. Well. And we got one of the one of the text messages here saying, um, "Yeah, here it is from Mark. It says on Kate. Well, do you think it's going to leave the Broncos slightly too short in the back row? I think it will. And Mark, yeah, there's there's not a lot of depth in the back row in uh, in NRL clubs when you look at their full squads. I think it definitely will, and that's why, Mark, if I was the Broncos, I would have held on to him for another year while while Reynolds is there. But um, you know, Pierre Corey gets a chance to come through." But it does. It does weaken their depth a little bit.
1: Ricky had a a great year in twenty twenty three, except but for the last play in the grand oh, final. Oh mate, it's
0: <laughs>
4: I, did, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, try not to focus on the negatives. He did. He had a great year. He had an outstanding
3: year.
1: But like he's just senior back rower now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's still very young. Mm. Mate, you're right with your Broncos chat. Seriously.
3: <laughs> you know we have listeners in Sydney who do I'm, not care about the Broncos.
1: I'm just a bit upset.
3: I'm just a bit <laughs> upset. <laughs> You'll be all right. Hey, um, Steve from Dubbo wants to know: Is he a pretending washer, or does he get a good lather going? I didn't see him lathering up. Of course, talking about Mark Howard mm. from the Howie Games. Uh, you didn't talk hand about yourself. The wetters are the worst. Oh, is he talking?
4: You, <laughs> oh, right. you didn't talk about yourself. Are you a hand washer or just a wetter?
3: I, ch- I, I. Well, there was no, there was no soap sats. Oh. So I what? just, I just washed my hands, but I, I got nothing on my hands. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. sixty-five bucks for a haircut. No wonder young people can't afford to buy a house.
4: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That's are you serious,
3: isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I yep. thought forty-four dollars was bad for a haircut, but sixty-five—that's ridiculous. The topless barber in Townsville only costs thirty dollars <laughs> for cut, and the and the view is spectacular. Oh, why, blokes, oh. why <laughs> blokes Canara. That's Canara Cowboy. He, right. he,
4: he's half a creep. He's you're a creep, Canara. <laughs> I can just imagine you. You're,
3: See the individual? That's actually a good question. Daddy, how are you going to afford a house if you're paying 65 bucks for a haircut? Well, first of Which all... Which looks...
1: It looks terrible. First of all, thanks. Um, second of all, it's my mate's business, so I want to... And he's your charging... Your mate's ripping you off. No, this is the thing. When your mate owns a business, you don't want a yep. discount. You want no, sub- to you you support no, them, you, right?
4: you do want a discount. No. It's because if you don't go there, you just go somewhere else for a cheaper haircut. No, I won't. And he won't get your 40 oh
3: possible. I'm loyal, skin. mate. I'll, I'll I just don't want to be ripped off. You're an idiot. That's what you're <laughs> doing. I'd be ringing a, car- <laughs> ringin a current <laughs> affair, wouldn't you, Sats? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're unbelievable, you kids. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Hey, Sats, tell us about this big signing for the uh, Roosters today from Rugby Union. And yeah, good luck.
4: Yeah, what? Uh, Mark no, no need to Tuazi. He's, he's a good player. He's a no Roosters. Nwangani Yeah, no need yeah to waze. Yeah, so he's. He's of Fijian-Italian heritage. He's born in New South Wales, went to school in, uh, in and around sort of like the Strathfield area. Um, that's where he grew up. Now, he's on a two-year deal. He's allowed to play next year for, for rugby. I'd, I'm pretty sure the Wallabies won't let him play. They'll just let him probably languish in, in, in uh, club rugby, you would think. Uh, but this is obviously a shot over the bow from Nick Politis with Joseph Suali'i. I'm led to believe there might be a couple more with the state that rugby are in at the moment. He's actually a good player. This kid. He's pl- currently playing for the Wallabies. He's 23 years of age. He's about six foot two, probably six foot, nearly six foot three. He's about 100 kilos. He's not. Um, he's not. He hasn't got blistering speed, but he's really strong in his running game. I think he's. um He's played a lot of rugby league up until he's about 14 or 15. I think he plays more like a rugby league player. So, right. um, but I, I think he'll go alright at league uh, at NRL level. I think he'll play on the wing. And Daddy Vass asked me off air. He said, how long do you think it'll take him to, to adapt? I think he would be a little bit like Will Warbrick. It won't take him long at all. He's going to get yeah, good right coaching. Out. Yeah, he's a good player. What? He's a good pickup.
3: That's a good swap for Sue Lee, isn't it? Yeah, so, it is, yeah. And you reckon a couple more? Uh, will the Roosters get all of those, I suppose, as well, <laughs> or what? I'm wondering whether Jordan Petire Pitya... Brown
1: paper bags. <laughs> Roosters.
4: <Yeah. laughs> what is, you can't pick on the Roosters all the time. What <laughs> yes, pick... we can. You can't.
1: You said you said okay. you said off air that you don't think they can fit him into the cap for twenty twenty
4: four. Well, that's the thing, if if rugby Australia say, Well, we're just gonna let you languish and he says, Well he's let me go, yeah, you're probably right. The Roosters probably couldn't fit him in with Sue he he's still being there. Yeah. Who would you sign? So it's a signing boys? for next
1: Sorry, Daddy. Who would you sign, like if you could if you keep this, this uh rugby union ball rolling, yeah.
4: Uh Jordan Pataya, who's mm. a centre, a yeah, big strong centre. Big unit, Corey Betty, come back.
3: Oh yeah, good with he. You. you better get back. Oh no. Yeah. He'd be amazing. He'd look good in a South jersey, wouldn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. He <laughs> would look. Well, yeah, he'd look great. Hey, listen, uh, that's big news for the Roosters, but big news for the game and a kick in the guts to rugby union, isn't it? Yeah, so. it is.
4: Especially because he's only still young. He's only twenty three years of age, like I said. So, and I think he's from memory. I think he is. He's the first player in fifteen or twenty years that is a current Wallaby that has made the switch to rugby league. Now, usually it's the other way around. It's it's league players going over to rugby for yeah for ridiculous amounts of money. So yeah.
3: All right, what do you think? Oh four five seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, six. Any suggestions on who should be making the leap from rugby union to rugby league? And now's the time to do it. They haven't even got a coach. Mm. They haven't even got a coach coaching the wallabies. They haven't got a like, you know, uh, someone who you go, oh, I want to go and play rugby union for that bloke for my country. It's it's a ridiculous mess. Absolute ridiculous is, mess, yeah. the Wallabies at the moment. All right, break time for twoies. I feel like a twoies or two. Drink responsibly. Michael Kasperwitz joins us next
2: here on Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia. The all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Jokimara beautiful
3: delivery. Too quick. Back goes the Stamps. Australia getting on top here. After a very good start by Sri Lanka. Got him. Get lost. Get him out of here. Well, <laughs> Michael Kasperwitz in his second ODI international picking up a, a wicket there. Who was it? Uh, by the way, welcome back to Sports Sats and Jace here uh, tonight. Michael Kasperwitz joining us in the commentary box at the Gabba. Who was it, Kasper? You
5: got? Mate, my, my, I'm flat up remembering last week. <laughs> 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 Let alone, um, what are we talking about? 30 years ago? Is that 30 years ago? It's a long time. Now, Maybe 28.
3: The one man you did get out, uh, and very unlucky, you you, you softened up with a short ball. Cooler with Rana. Was it? Yeah. And that man's voice at the other end, Scotty Sattler, is a man you softened up with a short ball. Bit of chin music. but well, it, and then you got in with the Yorker. I, mm.
5: Yeah, I, I want to get back. I can't quite picture it. What year was this? Uh, and I, was, this at Oval? Yeah, was it Ross Oval?
4: Yeah, it was at Ross Oval. Yeah, it was. It was Ross <laughs> Oval, okay. Well, that's, yeah. that
5: helps me out. Yeah, I don't I realise that. Yeah. What year, though? That's so, what's,
4: um, what was your senior year, Casper?
5: 89, um, and then I thought I'd love to There you go. So, so this so is I 88. You were year 11. 88, okay. Yeah, and, and you got to run up from the tuck shop. <laughs> was that long. bloody thing was empty too yeah. i'm gonna say so.
3: hey um do you want an update boys on what's happening here at the gabba uh, we are on sports day by the way maxi uh won the bat flip we don't know whether it was hills or flats do we casper flats. it was flats
5: he called flats it end up flats but in victoria
4: they call it hill or was it rooftops rooftops right? and flats yeah
3: so he's called flats and they've decided to bowl uh the stars uh, the heat have been put into bat geez a good lineups Sats, do you want to hear do you want to hear the lineup for, for the heat okay yep. so colin munro the kiwi mm-hmm. uh he's he's a he's a gun for hire isn't he colin, colin munro uzi captain marnus sam billing maxi bryant uh, paul walter making his debut uh casper tonight michael nisa Xavier Bartlett, um, who we spoke to on Sports Day yeah. Queensland. So that's Spencer Johnson. Who, all the players are worried about him around their wives. Mm. Uh, he's that big left arm quick. Good Mitchell Strepsen yeah. and, and Matthew Coonerman's in there. Where's, our man,
4: the where's our, na- man,
3: our man Jimmy Pearson? He's playing for the PM's 11. Oh, he's too. Sorry, yeah. So they've got Steckity, they've got Renshaw and and um, Pearson playing in the PM's 11. Yep. Uh, one question, uh, and there's a few stars, mind you, in the Stars team as well. We've got Tom Rogers, Sam Harbour, uh, Joey Burns, Maxwell, uh, Stoinus is vice captain, Hilton Cartwright, Liam Dawson. The list just goes on. Nathan Nile. So it's a pretty good big lineup as well, and a strong lineup for the Stars. Should be a good game uh, tonight. Casper, how do you see it going?
5: Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game here. I, I mentioned, I thought you think about this. Last season, uh, the Heat, of course, had this run at the end of the year. They finished fifth on the ladder. Last spot, they managed to get their way all the way to the final over there in Perth. Um, and in that process, they turned the Gabba, or as we like to call it in the back of the day, the into, um in their home ground, and had a real sort of theme to it. So I think that's what I'm looking forward to hearing them continuing that. Um, Stars, oh, like they, only, they had a bit of a poor year last year. And even looking at their side... Obviously having Maxwell uh, after that World Cup innings, it's going to make life pretty exciting here tonight. And Stoinis. But um, there's a few unknown names there, and I think even their are overseas players. There's no real big names amongst those guys. So, yeah, but I, I like this. I don't mind. Actually, I don't mind us bowling second.
3: Mm. Okay.
5: Get a good total. And I think the reason why I say that, I re- normally get Jew on the grass here and it gets the ball skids on a little bit. But I like the fact that we've got the two spinners in uh, Schwepson and Kuhneman, yeah. the leg spinner and the left arm orthodox. Just enough there just to you know, change the game up or through the middle. Righty-o.
4: Hey, Casper, uh, what about David Staker who he's had a crack at uh, Cricket Australia for putting Scotty Boland on ice. Now, of course, he's being picked in the squad of 14 for that test match next week. But yeah, there's a fair chance in case, obviously, if unless there's injury, he's going to play. But... There's a fair chance he probably won't play, but being dragged out of that game tonight.
5: Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. To me. Um, I don't really know why. You want people to playing and you get, you know, whether you can't get form in the nets, that's for sure. You've got to be out in the middle. And I think even just out here, granted, it's twenty-four deliveries. If you exactly, keep your foot behind yeah. the line mm. and don't bowl too wide, it's only twenty-four balls. So a bit confused about that. Um, I don't. I don't like to think that it's gone. You know, bowling workloads over the top, but I just think from a player's point of view, you just want to be out hitting balls if you're a batsman, and selling for a bowler, just just doing it in the middle. Um, yeah, no, it's confusing, but um, high performance knows best. No. Apparently,
4: apparently. Now, <laughs> with Maxi, with Maxi, what about the come down factor? Of course, he's always been great. and He's exciting the BBL in the short form, but doing what he did in India the, yeah you, there's always that come down factor when you uh, when you come back on home soil
5: Oh, I think an expectation of course with the crowd all turning up here and and loving it um, I think they're even handing out um, heat Santa Claus um, um, caps as well here. are they yeah we missed out on that I think they've got a few out there already anyway I think they they'll get a big crowd they're talking twenty mm. odd thousand I think the first game but it is expectation with Glenn Maxwell. Every time he goes out to bat, there's now people are hoping you're going to see something like we saw in that World Cup. That was absolutely extraordinary. Um, he shouldn't cramp as badly <laughs> as he did um, in this innings here, but, but I think that's the exciting part. Um, and what that will do by Maxwell playing, and we're seeing that with the Australian players coming back and being involved in these games. The fluff obviously for the fans is great, but for his teammates, for the young players yeah. being around him, learning from his preparation, what he does, um, and just getting that sort of that belief, which is kind of oh, rubs off yep. in amongst the players. It's that's what's gold. A
3: couple of questions, or oh, one question for you, and one text from a listener. Uh, Kasperwitz's first ODI wicket was Sherwin Campbell caught by Ponting at the MCG in ninety-five, ninety-six. That might have
5: been third man. He caught that too. Did he? I reckon. A yeah, a flying edge. Well, that's right, you know, short, up, up, a bit like the one I gave to Sats, but he wasn't good yeah. enough.
4: What would pon- <laughs> why, would you, why would Ponting be at third man?
5: Huh? He I was, don't know. He was, that's he a was, disgrace. <laughs> he was, no, but the thing was, he was fresh. He was a brand new guy. <laughs> yeah, um, right. He would have been about 13 at the time. Um, yeah, so it was almost like, go down there, young fella, and do all the running for us.
3: I want to ask you a question about the PM's 11 on now. I've, I've just been watching it for, what is it, two days now. What a waste of time. Like, we're just it, – it's a the, – the pitch is a highway, flat as. Uh, you, put, you put Pakistan in and, you know, one of their great batsmen gets a couple of hundred and you're giving them a bit of time in the middle. We come out where – I don't know what the screw is now, but last time we looked, we're enough for about a hundred. I think it's just a waste of time.
5: It's a, oh, it's a glorified well, it, net session. But shouldn't obviously. we – shouldn't they be pl- – shouldn't the touring team go back to playing the States? I, I, I love that. that in the day and playing for Queensland when we had those teams coming, you know, lobbying, you just, it was an opportunity for players. And granted, all the players selected to go down there, as we said, missing a few of the stars from Queensland from the he- Brisbane Heat team uh, from this match tonight. Um, but I think the opportunity to, to, you know, it's a stage, to get out there and show what you can do. Mm. It's always been a really flat road down there. Um, I played a Prime Minister's 11 game. I've got a funny feeling. It might have been around 92 or something like that. Uh, Paul Keating was the Prime Minister. Oh, yeah, fantastic. His handshake was... was <laughs> Wet s- fish. Soft-ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't... Um, yeah, well I'm not f- sure he was a massive cricket fan. But Squire Leap, <laughs> <but yeah. laughs>
3: oh, jeez. Um, do you think we're going to see an opening partner for the West Indies series and the Tour to New Zealand out of these blokes here, or... I, don't, I, don't, I I would like to see Travis Head move up the order and open with, with, with Uzi, and perhaps Green at number five. I don't know whether you have Green and Marsh in the same side, but where do you see that next opener coming from to replace uh, Warren? Well, in, that,
5: in your theory there, I, I don't mind that because if you want to sort of claim it's like for like, perhaps I guess Travis Head scores pretty quickly, um, that it might sort of fit like there, and he's been spectacular, isn't he, Travis Head? Um, yeah in the roles that he's in the opportunities he's had but then you sort of look at it and go well the purpose of the sheffield shield competition is for people to, to learn their trade banks for to ultimately play cricket for australia you'd want them to reward the players that are dominating and yeah. cameron bancroft is the leading run scorer um i think that i think they'll probably go that way i reckon they would have gone the other way with a head going up and opening if there was a domestic player in the high, you know, high order, you know, your three and fours, who was absolutely dominating. If someone was scoring just a mountain of runs um, and you couldn't leave them out, then I think that would force the decision for Head to, to open.
4: Did okay. I hear somewhere today, and I was listening to Etienne this morning, some chatter around possibly Cam Green? Opening? Yes. I heard that this morning. I think it might have been on Matty White's show. Someone said that there's a mindset that Cam Green uh, they, that may be seen as a, as a future opener.
5: Well, Shane Watson, um, mm. another all-rounder, um, saw the opportunity. And, and, and I remember at the Queensland at the time, he was, I was, last couple of years of it, and he, he wanted to open the batting because he saw the opportunity when Hayden and um, yeah. Langer left and just saw that opportunity and wanted the chance. So we actually gave him, um, they gave him the chance opening for Queensland. I think after the first four games, his average was about 3.2. But having said that, it was just maybe that's the same similar type thing. Not the fact they're all-rounders. But I think for every batsman out there, and those, you know, there's just got to adapt and adjust and surely opening the batting can't be that hard.
3: No, no, (laughs) not at all. (laughs) (laughs)
5: All
3: right, mate, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, You'll be on air from uh, 6 o'clock Australian Standard Time, what, 10 minutes time to call... Uh, BBL 13. Game one between the Heat and the Stars here at the Gabby. You can listen across the SEN network. Resonate uh, broadcasters as well or uh, on the SEN app and in New Zealand. We're going to New Zealand tonight, mate. No doubt you've want to You've got thoughts on how they're going against Bangladesh
5: at the moment. Certainly with the, um, <laughs> the second case of uh, handled the ball in test cricket history. There you go. Occurred. Radio.
3: <laughs> Alright, mate. We've got to go. Um, Sat, you finished with Casper. Uh,
4: Uh, Yeah, he finished me off many years ago.
3: (laughs) 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 Michael Kasperwitz joining us here on Sports Day. Thanks to 2E's, I feel like a 2E's or 2 drink responsibly. Break time, that's ridiculous on the
2: way next. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play. Building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day.
0: XMF,
3: mate, uh, this is Sports Day. Welcome back to it. It's Jason Matthew, Scotty Sattler here tonight. Hey, you still got Casper uh, sitting next to you, Woogie? Sure is. Okay,
4: we've got a question here from Tommy in Sydney. Can Casper set the record straight? Was his hand off the bat when he was caught behind in the Ashes test in 2005?
5: I can set it straight. Um, It was the one test series that calendar year where they didn't use the DRS. And with the DRS, Decision Referral System, uh, hotspot the technology, of course. And the trick is that while they didn't use it, um, I guess – It would have been the right result because Hotspot would have picked up that my right hand was actually off the bat at the time. And Law 34.1 MCC, Laws of Cricket, I think it sort of (laughs) says something around that. (laughs) However, I reckon it could have been a little embarrassing for me. Mm. I reckon because Hotspot might have also picked up possibly a bit of a wet spot or something dribbling down (laughs) my leg. (laughs) (laughs) There you
4: go. Nice. 280 quickly quickly says, what are your thoughts on the Gabba upgrade? Does it need it?
5: It doesn't need an athletics track around it. It will Um, need that for the Olympics, doesn't it? Yeah, I realise that. Um, Oh, look, I think if you're going to spend that much money, you're expecting, obviously, for the fan experience. Now, whether there's better Wi-Fi, um, maybe you would be able to sit down and order a a beer um, or order food or a cold cum, or there might be, I think that whole fan engagement, I realise you're looking at the US and the United States and some of their grounds are incredible, what they've actually done, state of the art. So I think, look, you know, shiny news always good. So we'll have to wait and see um, what. You don't we sound
3: convinced. It's oh, a lot uh, of money. What is it? About three point seven bill.
5: That's now today. Yeah,
3: that'll change. Is that the
5: budget? Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, look, it's going to be hard, but it's going to be a great experience because often, of, often, and oh also always, you talk about the GABA being a bit hard to get to, and it's the buses or distance or where it is, where it's placed. But when you've got the Cross River Road, Cross River Rail, sorry, mm. ac- across the road, um, and there's going to be, uh, if you get out of your train, one every seven minutes turns up, you'll be able to walk up the escalator and across a flybridge, it's going to bring you straight into the Gab, around about where the Creators Club is right now. Apparently, I've seen the plans where you're walking straight into this, you know, magnificent um, stadium. So I know that's what's coming. I've got a question for you. Mm -hmm. What do you reckon is closer, the MCG to the Melbourne CBD or South Bank to the Gabba?
4: South Bank to the Gabba.
5: It is. Yeah. It's actually closer. It's just you've got to walk on that skinny little footpath (laughs) on uh, Vulture Street. And get run over. Mm. Potentially, yes. But I think that sort of shows you those distances, we're not that far away. But with walk bridges, I think there's a new green bridge. It goes over, Cambry Point over to the Gardens. Um, it's going it, to look the whole area here. It's going to be great, it's going to be great for all sport. I know there's some concerns, and I know that um, Terry Svenson, the CEO of Queensland Cricket during the week, came out you know, in some media, as did Usman Khawaja, and spoke about, well, okay, that's fine for cricket to go somewhere else, but all up, it's going to cost about 45 million bucks mm. to do that. And then, when I think one of the options they suggested was RNA. Um, the government said, I oh, will chuck in, you know, 50 mil and you guys make up the rest. All of a sudden, that 45 mil, um, it's got to come from somewhere. And Absolutely. If it's not coming in, then it's not going out. It's go not actually because it's not for profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, let's take it away from junior sport or or maybe take it out of the uh, high performance budget. So that's, Maybe yeah. that might be the go. <laughs>
4: Absolutely. Too many yeah. GPSs around. Too many GPSs. Alrighty.
3: All right. Is that
4: it? Is that all the text for Casper? Uh, that's all the
3: text for Casper. Oh audio um, Do you, you want to do a quick that's yeah. ridiculous? Well, no, we got, no, we'll do that's ridiculous
4: in the in the next hour because we've got plenty here to get through with the text messages. But we a lot of text also about players and, and so forth that have been overshadowed by some of their teammates. Hi, boys. Uh, Daddy, uh, everybody knows Cliff Lyons, Michael O'Connor, Dale Shearer. Does anyone remember Stuart Davis from Gunther at Palm Beach? Yeah, the bug. He's a good player, actually. Another one here, overshadowed Parramatta, is Penrith Sons. And uh, another overshadow here is um, M- uh, Mitch Orbison from the Roosters. Always seemed to be overshadowed, underrated as a player. Luke from Crindy Beach near Red Rock. What a great place. Yeah, Mitch Orbison. Yeah, unlucky not to play Origin, I thought. Yeah.
3: Rightio, yeah. that's it for Casper for and I from the Gabba Satch. You're taking control. You and Daddy, got help us. Yep. What's going to be happening with Sports Day we'll have some next? Fun now. <laughs> You'll be talking about the Broncos for a whole hour. Yeah. BBL thirteen, game one, up next on SCN.
2: The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. Ah, yes, it is.
4: Sports Day on a Thursday night. Scotty Salah, Jason Matthews is now calling BBL 13, the opening match between Melbourne Stars and also the Brisbane Heat hosting the Melbourne Stars at the Gabba tonight. Uh, Exciting if you're a cricket fan, it's an exciting night in the short form of the game. But we've still got a lot of listeners that have stayed with us tonight. Thank you very much also for the next hour, the second hour. If you're only joining us for the first time tonight, welcome to the show. And if you want to get involved, 0457 736 736 or 8833 if you're in New Zealand. If you want to call up, 1300 01 1170 as well. Thanks to our partners. The Kia EV9, World Gym Australia, and Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Now, uh, we've got that's ridiculous coming up very, very soon, and a lot of your text messages about that's ridiculous, and also our turn back time, time talk topic was off the back of Gundy Gundaguna's text message last night. He mentioned the name Brian Popper Clay, who played through the fifties and sixties. went Newtown and and also the dra- the great dragon sides played five eight to Billy Smith and. And he always was overshadowed by a lot of his, I suppose, uh, more celebrated teammates in that great dragon side. And my father used to always talk about how he's one of the best players he played against that, that also uh, didn't get the, I suppose, the accolades that he should have. So on the back of that, we've had a lot of text messages about overshadowed, and we'll get to some of those throughout the next hour. And I'll, just to kick one off, Daniel from Prairie Wood, Stormy Daniel said, "Sats and a player who was overshadowed during his career was Kevin McGuinness. An elusive, fleet-footed centre, a victim of circumstances, playing in an unsuccessful team in Western Suburbs and the West Tigers. Cost him an origin and test years. Yeah, he was a really good player, Kevin McGinnis, and his brother Kenny as well were two really good players. So that's what we're trying to get at when it comes to overshadowed. Another one here from Raymond Terrace Rooster, Horry Hastings had to contend with Sterling, Mortimer, Rodonigus. Yeah, he played a number of positions. Horry Hastings as well, didn't he? Raymond Terrace Rooster, and he, he was a fantastic player. One of the best players never to play multiple tests for his country as well. As I said, that's ridiculous. We'll be here uh, as well. We've got a lot here that are talking about your haircut. Really? Well, we said in the first hour, for anyone who's just joining us, that you spend $60. Was it 60 or 65 65 $65 for a haircut, for a male haircut. Okay, and that's not for a perm. Or straighten. That's yeah, just a haircut. Yeah, but
1: do the listeners know I've got a longer it's it, hair? Like, I've got longer hair?
4: It goes a little bit over your earlobes. That's not really long, okay? Long is down past your yeah, shoulders. Yeah, but they're
1: not getting the buzz. They're not getting the buzzer out.
4: Well, we've got here for FP says, geez, Jason, I'm glad you're not my bank manager because Woogie was talking about how we got a haircut for $44. It's usually $39, but there was uh, $5 added on for... For um, surcharge on a Saturday. Can you explain to me how $39 haircut, which cost you $44 on a Saturday, was almost 10% surcharge? <laughs> well, FP, he's not great with numbers.
2: Come on, that's ridiculous.
4: We know that. We know that. Uh, so get you that's ridiculous through. We've got plenty of those to get through tonight as well. Now, I'm excited about Christmas. I've got to say, mm. since I met my wife, I, my, now my, my second wife, Beck she's a, she's huge into Christmas, like she's just loves it. oh, it just froths on her, just Is, can't it, get the lights up quick enough. When did the tree go up? Well, the tree's up, but she she's yeah. again she's tradition she's December one, tree's got to go up. it's a whole celebration yep. um, She puts presents under it really early, so she, really everyone, everyone gets excited oh. yeah, yeah, she loves it. but there's also another holiday f- and festival season as part of the festival season now there's a lot of a ma- lot of religions around around the world that celebrate Christmas in a different way. Uh, there's some that don't celebrate Christmas at all, and that's fine, each to their own. But we do know that there's one celebration around Christmas, which isn't called Christmas, that should be celebrated a lot more often.
3: Dear son, happy festivus? What is festivus? It's
5: nothing, it's not When nothing. George was growing Jerry, up, no. his father no. hated all the commercial and religious aspects of Christmas, yeah. so he made up his own holiday. Uh, Tell me everything. Many Christmases ago,
2: I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realised there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A festivus for the rest of us. <laughs>
4: so basically, he does not It's no tree. That's George Costanza's father. There's no tree. It's basically just a pole with a little bit of tinsel on it. What? And the family stand around it, and they talk about what they don't like about each other for the year. That's, I love that's that. the festivus. Oh, <laughs> I, love, I love it. Absolutely love it. I'd have a few things to say. Yeah, yeah. So earlier on in the show also, we spoke about the uh, the signing uh, of uh, Mark Nawonga Nituaze, who's a a Wallaby, 23-year-old, who's signed with the Roosters for a couple of years. Uh, again, it's Nick Polita saying, we'll have yours and go the more as well. And, of course, the big news is Kirk Catewell, uh, talking to Cameron George earlier on in the week, we spoke about um, Kurt Capel how important he would be to the Warriors. He wasn't that confident of getting in for 2024, but he was open to the idea. But of course, he had to play that line because he needed to be—I suppose—ethically, he needed to be very professional around the Brisbane Broncos and the and the contract that Kurt Capel had. But speaks behind well behind the behind the scenes. He would have known that this was about to get signed off, and I've got to say. It's a it's a great deal for everyone concerned. I think it's a, I think it's a better deal for the Warriors because mm. it does it, it leaves the Broncos short. They've got Pia Cora there, but it leaves them short for a little bit more depth in the back row. They've got Kobe Hetherington as well, um, but it leaves them short for depth. And you bring an inexperienced player into that experienced position of Katewell, and then the Warriors get an experienced player to go along with the likes of. You know, your Johnsons and your Roger Tuovas are Shecks and your Adam Fanua Blakes and your Mitch Barnetts. And so, they're looking
1: rosy. It's it's a voice on the field mm. that younger players would listen to. Yep. You know, like when you're down by six points after 20 minutes, mm. young players might drop their head. Well, Capes, like, come on, boys. You know, let's just do our job here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like yeah. they, they're, they're definitely going to lose that. Yeah, um, they
4: will. I mean, it's, that's... In times of stress, and when you've got a few l- losses, and young players start to panic a little bit, and they start to get a little bit concerned about one, their own form, and two, what do they do to to you know, get back to the winner's circle? Sometimes it's the little tiny things, and young players often think about uh, overcomplicating the situation. Where it's the experienced players will say, "Hey guys, just got to let's get back to basics. Let's do them really well." And that's why that's where someone like a Kate will is will be really good.
1: Some senior players these days. I don't know, Sats. That they go for those short dropouts too. <laughs> There's one in the grand final that cost us two points.
4: Yeah, I know. I know. Oh. I don't know why they did that. And just kick that, long. That's overshadowed that. that. Actually, that short dropout that Mitch Kenny picked up the scraps. Yeah. The Broncos slapped it back. Mitch Kenny picks up the scraps and scores the first try in the, the 2023 grand final. You've got to be better. you got to be able to think under those well, pressure situations.
1: Actually, Kate Bull didn't know that was happening, did he? Mm no. He was the one who should have been there yeah. to, to make the tackle. Yeah.
4: Now, um, I'll get to a negative one. Brett from Kingsgrove says, now, this won't be read out because it's not official start of the season. As Casper said, there was, there's been shield cricket on. What about the amazing WBBL and the half dozen women's internationals? Get better. Get better, he says. But, Brett, we've actually covered. We spoke about how the, the WBBL final was an outstanding game. Mm. We've, we've covered that. And... Um, and we've also spoken about the Shield cricket as well, where most notably we've spoken about who's going to win that battle to take over David Warner's opening spot out of, you know, uh, Harris and um, Matty Renshaw, Bancroft. Bancroft's probably leading the charge at the moment. So he's
1: had um, a few good good knocks. Was recent, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he has.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now let's talk about some of your text messages as well about the overshadowed. This is part of our turn back time ses- segment. Overshadowed. Every teammate of Latrell Mitchell. Puffball Bathurst. He's a well, he's high profile, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He, I, I tell you what, some players they don't mind taking the they don't mind taking a lot of the uh I suppose the attention pressure away from their the pressure from their players if they're so, those
1: sort of players as well. Who do you, who do you think who do you think like I think the first five rounds all eyes will be on one? That's an
4: interesting one, you know. Yeah, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Or double A double three if you're in New Zealand. Who's the player that most eyes are going to be watching in round one? I think I think you're right. I think yeah. Jack Whiten. I've got to say we we've got a text also here, which makes a good point. And also to your point, this is from Paul from Belrose. He says, I think both Reynolds and Johnson's are the key to both teams' chances this year, yeah, agreed. Both had career years last year, that, but I think it'd be very hard if they get injured next season. A few teams like Manly had injuries crippled their season last year. So what he's trying to say is that how important Johnson and Reynolds are. A lot of eyes are going to be on Johnson to see whether he can, whether he can back up that again. that yeah. season he had last year. You said off air like, well, he'd be dirty about not winning the Dally M.
1: Oh mate, and oh. You, and you need those. You could tell, you could tell that, that and, and all the Warriors you need those motivations. Fans,
4: yeah. Yeah. I want to throw this at you and the listeners. Mm. With the Dally M, and I'm a Dally M judge, you give your, your three two ones and two judges each game now, which I think the format's better than what it was before. But do you think that, and we do also do quarterly votes, so quarterly votes as well throughout the season. Do you think that if you're the leader of the Dally Ms at each quarter, you maybe get an extra point? So if Sean Johnson's leading after the first first quarter of the competition mm. on the Dally M's, he gets a bonus point. No. And or it's because you've got players that have like a, re- a great 13 or 14 weeks. Reward that form. But they're not the best player of their whole season, which the mm. Dally M is. So should a bonus point be given for? No. No?
1: No. No.
4: Wow. No.
1: Okay. Mm. I don't think so. Like what if – what if um, – I don't know. I think you've just got to make it as fair as possible, right?
4: Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think you've got to be rewarded for entire season form. And yeah, yeah. Tommy Trbojevic, of course, won a, won one for for an outstanding season. Kalen was the same. A, a big injury and and had a really strong back end of the season. Uh, Jared Hayne did it in two thousand and nine as mm. well. Not the best player in the entire season, but for a. A portion of the season where he accumulated maximum points.
1: So you think, you think if a player misses a a number of games, yeah. they obviously they're still going to be eligible for the award, but
4: you're probably just going to miss out because you missed six or eight games, and unfortunately, mm. you haven't been playing all your games.
1: Yeah, mm. it, it it does definitely has to be every round. Well,
4: well, well, that's what the deli in is—the best yeah. player in the season, yeah, isn't it? So if you don't play the full season. Yeah, but you have a cracking half of season. I'm not quite
1: sure. You said you're a Dalian like judge. Yeah. Is Sean Johnson out to prove you wrong?
4: No, well, I, based on my votes, I thought that, uh, but purely based on my votes, and I can only talk about my votes. I yeah. don't know. I, I yeah. don't see what everyone else votes. I thought Sean Johnson was going to win it. Mm. Yeah, I thought, he, I thought he was, definitely. I was shocked. Yeah, I, I mean, Kalen had a terrific last half of the season. He was a reason why the Knights went as high as they did, but. Sean Johnson collectively across the entire season. I mean, he was he was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Now, Rooster Muzz on the text line. Worm, I was in the suburb today doing some business where your legendary old man was born, Talara. I've won many a schooner in bets from blokes who claim John Sattler was born and bred in Curry Curry. Am I right in saying he was around 14 when he moved to Curry? Yeah, you're right, Rooster Muzz. He was born in Talara and uh, moved to Curry a little bit later on. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. I hope you have won many a schooner with that. Have we got a have we got someone on the line?
1: Yeah. We yeah, have. We've got our favourite. Here he is.
4: Glenn on Sports Day. How are you, Glenn? Hello.
1: Hello, Sats. How are you? Daddy Vass, how are you, buddy? Uh, good, mate, yourself. Yeah, really well. Really well. What's not
0: ridiculous, boys? Yeah. Is that believe it or not, even the great Glennie can admit that recently? He was r- 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 wrong what when wrong? he predicted Reynolds to, win, Reynolds to win, Jesse to come second, and Garrett to come third on the first ever season of Dessert Masters. <laughs> but for those of you that followed me in with the box trifecta, I hope you're still enjoying your $200 plus winnings. Well, um, what was a great decision? Yeah was Janine leaving Million Dollar Minute with a 23500 a couple of weeks ago. Because mm-hmm. on the very next episode, future millionaire Andrew Scarbeck be- began his uh, his long journey. And speaking of great decisions, Sats, yeah. well done on accepting my challenge last night, mate, because you came up with the greatest... Last laugh ever, Mark. Last night, mate. Well done. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. And speaking of greatest ever, yep. Judge Judy again today. You were on fire, Dan. Well done. <laughs> he ruined it there.
4: See, he ruined it. He's on He's on a, it. he's pretty close. Yeah, he's on a stretch. Then I wasn't going to play it tonight, I liked it. but I liked it. I liked yeah. it. Uh, now we're going to get some more of your text messages around our topic tonight, which is the overshadowed um, players. Or organisations or teams have always been in the shadow of one of their, I suppose, uh, most notable teammates. And we've got a lot of overshadowed here. My grandfather, Ray Preston, played with the great Papa Clay at Newtown in the 50s. He was bold as well. He was nicknamed Grandpa. Cheese yeah, cooling out of reshes. He did. He looked a lot older than what he was because he had no hair and he looked a, a lot Um, a lot older now participants in the worst case of cheating in the history of the game should never be considered for the honor of the immortal of the game they cheated and personally got a slap on the wrist maybe we should start an infamy award cheating should never be rewarded tb 2gf so overshadowed what the players who have cheated been overshadowed tb listening and grafton let us know who you're talking about you talking about sandpaper gate or are you talking about rugby league players who have cheated um Expand a little bit more there because if it's the cricket players who have cheated, do you ever hear the story about Dennis Lilly and Rod Marsh? No. Two of our greatest cricket players. Yeah. They bet on the opposition. They bet on England really? to win a game. I think it was like a five hundred to one. And it doesn't get spoken about as much as what Sandpapergate was. And I've got to say, if I had a teammate that was betting against the team I was playing, I'd be a little bit more disappointed. Uh, overshadowed sats, I'm stepping up, Bondi Jack says, because we asked him to step up, because Woogie was having a go at his beloved Roosters, I'm stepping up, as you said, chooks overshadowed, question mark, six titles and 11 grand finals, the stain of the league, one title and two grand finals in 52 years, souths, forever in our shadow, Bondi Jack. (laughs) (laughs) You know what we talk about, So next year, we're going to do a really good segment, aren't we? We're going to do the top 50 treasures of the NRL. Yeah. Treasures.
1: Mm.
4: Whether it's living treasures or treasures, treasures that we'd like to live forever. And we're going to do this next year when we we come back uh, in January. Um, Still a lot more to go until Christmas. We know that. But the treasures of rugby league. And I've got to say, one of the treasures of rugby league that should never be forgotten are South Roosters and Newcastle, who were all foundation clubs in 1908, they should be living treasures. For yeah, i agree with
1: that. Yeah, yeah. Be, there's so many out there, Sats.
4: Mm. Yeah, and, we, and we're gonna we're gonna touch on those a little bit more later on. Two eight zero says Corrobity back to the Tigers in 2025. Oof, watch this space. Watch this space. Um, now Rooster Muzz says you're bang on about the young bloke coming to rugby. This is the uh, the young outside back going to the Roosters. is of course, um, his name is Mark Noonganitawazi. What, what are you around my side for, Daddy Bass? You, you're creeping me out. You're getting inside my space. I was just showing you something. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, he said, you bang on about that young bloke in rugby. I'm up and about. I'm loving it, Rooster Muzz said. And I think a lot of the, the Roosters fans think the same. Rooster Muzz as well. Now, Kirk Cable. Does Kirk Cable have a young family? The notion about not having enough time to change clubs and not having a draft is a bogus these days. He's changing in a week. Yeah, he does have a young family, Kirk Catewell. Um, but it's not about having time to change clubs. It's about a, a lengthier deal, a longer term um, for his contract. Because the Broncos can't guarantee him anything after 2024. So Secure income. Yeah, so the Warriors can. They can say, we'll give you three years now. He's 30 years of age and... A long time, a, a, a lot of cases now at NRL clubs. I'll just say to you, you know, he's a good guy. He's been great for the club. We're going to look after him and his family and allow him to get this uh, long-term deal. So Tony from Grafton is on the line thirteen hundred zero one eleven seventy. How are you, Tony?
0: Good that's mate. I was talking about Melbourne with their salary cap. Bruises. Okay,
4: gotcha. Okay, yeah.
0: And I and I mean, I just. Yeah, I just don't think they should be considered for rewards when they cheat it.
4: T B do you think um do you think because the players and, and me being an ex player myself, I, I never had a clue what what other players were on and um do you blame the players more so than the I suppose the the administrators who were involved in the you know, handling the salary cap and negotiating the
0: deals? I can't believe that those adults, grown men, knew that they weren't getting overpaid.
4: Yeah. I suppose when you start get TB, I suppose when you start getting um I suppose when you start getting I suppose gifts. You know, we hear, you know, Greg English apparently getting a boat. When you start getting gifts you've got to start asking questions, I think, don't you?
0: <laughs> you can't just say it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, they wouldn't <laughs> I think I think I think uh, what's his name? Got got Smithy got a brand new bathroom and I mean <laughs> and all, all these sort of things and, and they didn't know.
4: Yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, as a player, what? You, as a player, you don't need to. As a player, you don't you don't know the salary cap. You don't know um, what the salary cap's made up of. You don't know what other players are on. You don't know where the salary cap's sitting for each club. And I suppose the argument as a player is, well, I'm just getting what I negotiated, and I don't know whether that sends us over the salary cap or not. And I know it sounds like an easy way out, but as a player, you you really, it sounds a little bit selfish, but you you really don't care about the salary cap as long as you're getting paid. Does that mm. make sense? You know, you, you, And you're not educated in the salary cap. I mean, I didn't understand the salary cap as a player. And then when I had to leave the Penrith Panthers after we won the comp because of the salary cap, and I was filthy for years on Shane Richardson, who was the CEO, who'd promised me a contract in 2003 if I was going well. And come sort of May, I make origin, which means you're going okay. And there was no... C- contract there for me. So I was f- absolutely filthy and I held a grudge against Shane Richardson for years. I mean my dad wanted to hunt him down. But then when I got the job at the Titans and I had to handle the salary cap I understood completely why Shane Richardson had to make the deal, had to make the the choice because you you got all these young players coming through like Luke Lewis and Trent Waterhouse and Luke Rooney and co Steve Turner and and have to pay them somehow It's a little bit like Ezra Mamm and and Reese Walsh, Walsh now, yeah. they they need upgrades. Makes so, sense. unfortunately, the older players have got to they go at the back door, and that's what's happened with Kurt Capewell He saw you
1: run across the field in the grand final and thought, oh, he can't go any faster than that anymore. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, keep your text coming in Zero, uh, sorry,
4: 0457 736 736. Hey, just I had a thought on Cameron Smith.
1: Yeah. Uh, he overshadowed Jake Friend at Origin, I think.
4: No, Jake Friend, there's actually a lot of hookers that were overshadowed by Cam Smith. Mm. So Cam's first game was Game 3, 2003, and basically he was there for 100 years. Matty Ballon played one game, should have played more. Yep. Andrew McCulloch played three or four, probably should have played more. Jake Friend didn't get to play for Queensland until Cam Smith had retired. <laughs> yeah, right and he should have played, played more yeah. as well. So... Yeah, there's a lot of those situations where players have been overshadowed. And Steve from Dubbo said, let's keep talking about Steve Alley. You are right. He was one of the great centres. He absolutely was. Uh, Keep your texts coming in. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Sats and Daddy
2: Vass. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day.
4: Welcome back to the show. Sports Day here. Scotty Sattler on a Thursday night. Can't wait for the weekend, I've got to say. And let's get to your text again before we do three burning questions. 0457 736 736. And our topic has been overshadowed. Uh, those that have been overshadowed by others and have who have got, uh, I suppose, far more uh, attraction and attention. And unfortunately, other players, it could be, uh, we've got one here, a really good one here in the horse game as well, uh, that have been overshadowed by their um, must, much more illustrious, Counterpart and brought to you by BASF, Termidor, and Trelona, Australia's most trusted termite solutions. Overshadowed, Mikko says, Stuart McGill and Warney. I mentioned that one on the phone to you today, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, so Stuart McGill was an amazing leg spinner, just an amazing leg. And his average is ridiculous, it's it is the most ridiculous average when you look at when you weigh in up against a lot of the test bowlers, but he never got to play a lot of test matches because he had the greatest bowler of all time in Shane Warne uh, as another leg spinner as well. So they never wanted to take two leg spinners and unfortunately, Stuart McGill was always left out. So that's a really good one there. And also this one here from 270, Happy Clapper ran second to Winks countless times. Yeah, Happy Clapper was always one of those horses where Winks uh, was always going for those records and those consecutive wins you thought. Now, Happy Clapper... Happy Club is going to get Winks this time but you're dealing with one of the greatest horses of all time in Winks. So some good text messages there and for BASF Termidor and Trelone, Australia's most trusted termite solutions. We're going to get to some more of your text messages very soon about the NRL, Kurt Catewell. We've got That's Ridiculous coming up very soon. We've got got a few text messages there about uh, That's Ridiculous as well. So thank you for weighing in but for Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear, three burning questions. And Daddy Bass, you're the author of these.
1: Yes. Yep. Now Sats, some news out of Manly today. Yeah. Olakuatu. He is. Manly Olakuatu, yeah. Yeah, he is extended for six years. Yeah, Denny Wilder
4: he broke this today, didn't mm. he? Yeah. You know, I mean it was always gonna come out, but Danny was the first to report it. Uh, six years. So he's got two years, I'm led to believe, till the end of twenty five. And they've extended another six years, so it's an eight-year contract. Yep. Well, it's really a six-year contract, six further years, I should say. How much a year? A million. Jeez, wow. Yeah. It's a lot for a back row. A lot of cash. It? A lot of money.
1: Are you a fan of a of a long-term
4: sporting deal? Now, no, no. Oh, it depends on the sport. I mean, if there's some sports where you can play, you can play sort of India forties, late thirties, early forties, and it's it's not as I suppose confrontational on your body. Baseball. Physicality. Yeah, baseball is a good example. yeah. Curling. Um, curling. <laughs> a kicker in NFL. <laughs> um, but in saying that, rugby league, long-term – no, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan. I, I, I think this will take Ola Kowatu from memory through to about 32, 33. So he's going to be a one-club player, which is outstanding. I love it. I love that it's a one-club player. But just be careful what you wish for. I mean, they would have signed him to an extended deal, one, because he can play, two – he must be a good human. Three, he must have a great training ethic, good values. He must really be connected to the playing group. So he must be a, an asset off the field as well to offer him a deal of of that magnitude. So, um, but there's no need to sign them for that wrong that long. I think you've got to you got to keep them hungry. Mm. Yeah, you got to sometimes long-winded deals with certain individuals. You get a little bit complacent. You got to keep challenging yourself. And sometimes contracts upcoming contract deals, it's...
1: Drive form.
4: Well, it's it's no yeah. coincidence that some players play their best rugby league when they're coming off contract that year. Mm. And we'll see so many more in 2024 as well. So, to answer your question, I'm not a fan of anything more than four years. Okay. Yeah, three yep. to four years. And I think you just keep assessing the deal. Just keep assessing it as going along and just see how his form is. And if he doesn't have any long-term injuries, they're going to really affect his form later on. So... Um. yeah, again, Well, who signed recently to long? Tino signed oh, like a long – Tino Fasul Malawi signed an
1: eight- deal. or ten-year yeah. deal,
4: which is yeah. ridiculous. Great work for, for Tino, but as a front-rower, like you are in the face of it every time, every time, and you are getting the most amount of contact any player in on the
1: field. It seems these deals are the signed in emotion. Yeah. As, as part of oh Tino's had a breakout year. We don't want to lose him to anyone we else. Don't, we don't want to lose him to anyone else. Let's lock him down. Yeah. So
4: yeah, one thing about Tino is his family lives in Gympie. He wants to be close to his family. He's got young kids, so he wants them to see his grand his the grandparents. So y- you you've won a battle there already. Mm. Um, to sign an eight or ten year deal to a front rower, um, I don't think it's the right call. And also, um, he I th- I'm led to believe he's got a window he can get out of that contract after four or five, I think. If that's the case, well, that sits in the court of, of Tino. And if that's the case, I I wouldn't like to give the player that option.
1: I think the perfect example is Tal Malolo.
4: And has he paid that back? Well, I think he has. I
1: think in the, th- in the, in the first two or three seasons. He, he's still yeah. got another
4: three years left mm. on that deal. And he's been good for the Cowboys. I mean, they haven't. The only premiership they've shown for it is 2015, but they played in the grand final in 2017, yeah. beaten by Melbourne. And they did. Where that.
1: did they come from that year? Well, Seriously,
4: they, they did that without um,
1: Thurston.
4: Thurston, yeah, as well. Yeah, uh, as Michael Morgan and Malala Just was that um, was Coote playing at the back? Lockland uh, Coote? Coote, I think he was. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's fraught with danger. Put it that way. Mm. Anyway.
1: Uh, number two. Now, Stephen Crichton has been pictured today in Bulldogs colors at training. Yeah. Now that's a month ahead of schedule, mate. That's, that's unbelievable. From Good commitment. Yeah. So the question is, you know, is that, is that a premiership mentality? Is that a success mentality? When you come from a successful club, I love it. I mm. love it
4: that he said, I don't want to wait till the week before Christmas or first week of January. I'm, I'm going to come back and, um, I'm going to, prove this club that I'm I'm committed. I, I love everything about this. It just shows that, one, he's come from a, a really winning um, environment. And now Stephen Crichton's next, his next step in his career, Stephen Crichton, is going to these new Bulldogs players. And he has got some players that have had success as well. Of course, Matty Burton he won a comp with. Um, Josh Cars won a comp. Viliami Kikau's won a comp. They're starting to get some players there that have, that have won comps, and is he the sort of player now to say, right, yeah, I'm going to drive standards? Like, I'm going to hold players accountable. Some new players are not willing to do that, but um, I hope he is the player that's willing to drive standards along with those other grand final winners. Um, I love it. I love it that he's gone
1: back early.
5: Mm.
4: Yeah.
1: What? It's great to see, like, obviously he's committed, but, like, as a player, when you, when you were going through, mm-hmm. is six weeks enough? of a spell
4: yeah absolutely is that if you've had no surgery Mm. and um yeah it's enough i've always thought six or seven weeks is enough yeah easy and some players don't
1: well i never stop training i just i
4: just train every day even on those six weeks off
1: because you're you're in a uh, routine right
4: well you just don't want to let yourself go Mm. you know you just you want to keep the body active and don't do anything that's that's too harsh on the body well, I wasn't meant to, be, we won the Cop in '03. I went to West Tigers in '04. I wasn't meant to be back at training until first week of Jan, but I went back. Um, well, our grand final was the first week of October. I went back the third week of November because, one, I just, I just love to train. <laughs> I just I wanted to be around my teammates, Yeah, my new teammates. Did you tell anyone or we just rocked up? I just rocked up. I just said to the coach, I'm going to come back and Tim Sheens and... And he said, you don't have to. I said, no, I, I want to get to know my teammates. You know, it's important that I know my teammates. And, and if you don't, you just rock up first week of January. It's Just start from beyond the eight ball from a a personality point of view.
1: Was it within like a one session, after that one session with the with the new teammates, were you just like, oh, yeah. First drink. First drink. Yeah. That's when you were like, oh. A couple of weeks
4: later, we all had a, a big drink at one of the local pubs in Balmain. Yep. And got to know that. It's you get to know people's characters yeah. when they're intoxicated yeah. there's a saying Elvino Varitis which is str- uh, uh, truth in wine right so <laughs> you get to know them when they're intoxicated yeah.
1: so that's uh, when that real personality comes exactly, out exactly yeah um, what's o- your third one alright number three uh, we're going to talk about the Novocastrians now there's a text here from Nightlife yeah he's a bit concerned about the start of the season for the Knights what are your thoughts um, they've lost a few players uh, Pongers. Had a bit of a busted shoulder. They picked up Jack Cogger. Yeah, Jack Cogger. Signed Jack Cogger. Uh, they've also signed Kai Pierce. Kai Pierce Paul. Uh, he's a big,
4: lanky sort of back rower, outside back yeah. from England. And mm. also young Leon Price's son as well. He's a little halfback. He's a good little player, actually. Mm. They're both good players.
1: But he's concerned, isn't he, nightlife? Yeah, foot foot injury. needs foot surgery. Now, surely he would have had a medical before signing. Yep. You'd like to think so. So, and so what's happened here, and, and, and what are your thoughts on the Knights in 2024?
4: I think they'll go well. I think Jack Cog was going to be a good signing for them. Uh, Ponga, Bradman Best with some origin an origin experience now. I think they've got one of the – on paper, they've got one of the best forward packs in yeah. the comp. They get Jaden Braley back. Oh, that's well. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I think they're going really well. To be, I think, And this – Kai Pierce-Paul's a really good player now. The medical – he would have – I mean you – know, knowing Peter Parr their head of rug, director of rugby league and and Danny Badiris, i mean their attention to details are outstanding mm. they would have known about this injury it's whether it's whether it was reported and the report that they would have got back whether it was as serious as what they first thought mm. yeah but i mean it's never ideal signing a player that's coming with a pre-existing injury mm. sometimes you sign players with pre-existing injuries knowing that they they could be pretty good. You just got to get them through that, that initial period.
1: Well, the thing that backflipped, or oh, didn't backflip, like Jack Bird, mm. when the Broncos signed him from the Sharks. He only managed like six.
4: Yeah, he's been riddled with injuries, poor Jack. Yeah, man. I, mean, as I think I've told you before. He's he's diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis as a kid. Yeah, which he takes needles for it for arthritis. And I got arthritis. Just from my, injury, my injuries from footy, and that's that's hard enough. Yeah. To have rheumatoid arthritis as a kid and have to play rugby league? Yeah, no. Nah. Oh, how tough is he? Mm. Do you think
1: Do you think the form of Crossland this year might have Brayley starting from the bench? No. I had a Brayley every day of the week. Really? Absolutely, yeah. He's Cro- good, he had a good season,
4: Crossland, but Crossland just adds to your really good depth.
1: So you bring him on after? He
4: might be a 14. Yeah. What's going to be the interesting one is who plays in the halves.
1: Well, is Coggy your chief playmaker?
4: Cog is my seven every day of the week. Yeah, yeah. And then you put gamble or got Jackson Hastings, Hastings as a six. He's not a six, is he? Hastings, yeah, yeah. he's a, he sort of can play anywhere. He mm. could play him a thirteen if you had to.
1: I'd, I, you'd have um Tyson on there just for the, 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 the kind of grittiness. Tyson Frizzell? no. Um, oh, gamble. Tyson gamble. Yeah, you'd have him in the side somewhere just to get in the face of the yeah. opposition. Yeah. So he's
4: a perfect fourteen. Mm. Yeah,
1: but um. I'd have, I'd have Jackson
4: Hastings and, and Jack Cogger.
1: Next week, I might get you to put together your Knights 13.
4: Okay. It's a good team on paper. Yeah. It's a really good team. Uh, let's get to a break here on Sports Day. That was brought to you by Toolkit Depot. Everything you need under one roof, tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. And you can look at all that in-store or online. And we've got a few of your texts here. Well, Another overshadowed. I like this one. And... Steve-O knows how much I love my boxing. And I was going to throw this one up also. Lester Ellis was always overshadowed by Jeff Fennick. And probably the most notable overshadow of all is Rooster Muzz being overshadowed by Glenn. Oh, they're fighting words. Another overshadowed boxer, Steve. Larry Holmes, one of the greatest heavyweights on record. But he was overshadowed by Muhammad Ali because he retired and Holmes took over as the the heavyweight world champion. He beat beat Ali. um, But was never regarded as a great... Heavyweight, but he's one of the one of the greatest, and the Eastern Assassin mm. they call him. This there is Sports
2: go. Day. We'll we'll uh, get have more after the break. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. World Gym Australia, train for the sport you play, building the next generation of legends. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back for World Gym Australia. Train for the sport you play building the next generation of legends. And Kia, the all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. This is Sports Day. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. this
3: has gotta be, someone's got to
4: be accountable for this. Yes, welcome back to the show. That's ridiculous. And we've got plenty of text messages also with that's ridiculous, and we're going to get to those very, very soon. Uh, we've also thrown some in here ourselves. There's a couple of There's actually one really good That's Ridiculous, which you've thrown in Daddy Vass. I'm sorry. I'm just – I've got – what do you call it when you eat too quickly? Oh, Um, yeah. uh, Indigestion. Yeah, indigestion. I just absolutely (laughs) inhaled uh, my dinner. If anyone's
1: used to the show, about uh, 6.06 every night, you'll hear Sat's (laughs) indigestion. (laughs) Uh, But there's actually one that I want to (laughs) throw up
4: here. This is ridiculous. What about this? Okay. It gets a little bit technical, but we'll try and try and explain it as, as uh, simple as possible. So there's been significant technology changes to the game of golf. It's all been confirmed by uh, two of the the policy makers in golf, which is the the Royal and Ancient Golf Club of St Andrews, the oldest the oldest golf club. Of course, the Open, the British Open, is the most celebrated. Many say it's the Masters. but you talk to the players, it's, a lot of them always say it's about. Being at St Andrews, winning the British Open, and the United States Golf Association have announced a rollback in technology used to make and test golf balls. So basically, the long and short of it all: the changes to the golf balls are you won't be able to hit them as long as what they are today.
5: Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so
4: technology is going not what? going to allow you to to hit the ball as as far as what you would like. So you're Bryson DeChambeau's and. Rory McElroys and co's, and John Daly in his day, they're going to be, they reckon it's going to affect their game. Me. <laughs> it's going to affect games like by 12 to 14 metres. So that doesn't sound like much. Oh, it is for those
1: blokes. When Absolutely When you're on a is. playing
4: field like that. It decides whether you use a, a seven iron to approach or you have to go back to maybe a, you know, another club down. Mm. But whatever it may be, it doesn't sound like much when you're a pro, but that's how you get the... Again, this is talking to some, some of my mates who are big golfers today. I'd love to get Rat's opinion. Of this he plays off scratch. Um, is that they've said, No, no, you you try and get better at golf to get a longer drive to give you a better second shot approach to make it easy for you to win tournaments. Yeah. And so it's not gonna be an art anymore to hit the game long, hit the ball long. That's what, that's what they're saying. You
1: know, you're having a good day out when you, you don't even have to go into your iron back. You, you do your drive, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you got your sand wedge or your not, or your bloody pitching and wedge and you're on the green. You're laughing. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Exactly. Now, um, I've got another, that's ridiculous here. And this one here is about, what about this is ridiculous. Now I saw this on, I saw this on, um, social media. Now it's, it's the go woke or go broke. It's the, it's the woke community. You're part of the woke community, aren't you? You're part of the lefties where you look at ways to you know, change the world and for the better. And no comment. Yeah. So <laughs> there's an Australian restaurateur who um, who has opened up a sushi restaurant in New York City. He's Australian-born restaurant owner. And the lefties, the wokes, have basically – Nelly forced him to shut down because they've gone on social media and just giving him some horrible reviews. Not about the food. Apparently the food is – that's why he opened this sushi. It's this affordable sushi style of sushi that is very expensive in New York. Right. He wanted to bring an Australian flavor to it, this sushi. And they've just hammered him on social media and on all the reviews because he's white.
0: Come on. That's ridiculous.
4: And the other thing is he's not Asian. So they're more or less saying, come on, that's ridiculous. You can't own a sushi restaurant if your ethnicity is not Asian. Come on, that's ridiculous. Oh, that
1: is ridiculous. There's a place near my joint mm. like that. Yep. They're not Japanese no. or anything like that. I've got a friend of mine who's who's Indian. Yeah. Who They own a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> like that's the strangest what? mix ever. But yeah.
4: Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's ridiculous. We've got uh, Mark. said, I'll tell you what's ridiculous. Scott Boland being told to rest tonight in the BBL in case he plays in the test match in five or six days' time. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, bloody. <laughs> you only Come though, on, then. that's ridiculous. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I know what they're trying to do, but that is ridiculous. Another one here, evening chat, St. Boyd said, that's ridiculous, world championship toe wrestling. What? <laughs> Come on, that's ridiculous. Another that's ridiculous, as Stormy Daniel says, Daddy Vass spending $65 on a haircut, but won't invest in a Broncos membership. The amount of haircuts per annum he spends would have paid for a platinum Broncos membership Twice over for the year. Come on, yeah. that's ridiculous. Exactly right, yeah. Let's get to a break here on Sports Day and we'll wrap the show up next. Welcome back to the show and, yeah, we're we running out of time then. All your text messages, thanks very much. Uh, yeah, we've got 970 says, Senator Sixpack says, he's loving Kate well. And, and also, Leza says, guys, love your show. Yeah, we agree with you. Stewie McGill had a great average up there with Warnies, wasn't it? And uh, a lot of your text messages we didn't get to, it's all about some of the most overshadowed um Athletes. Community update really quickly now Oakdale, Oakvale Drive in Saltash, northeast of Williamtown. Uh, the fire is under control with residents urged to close your windows and your blinds. That's a community update. Thanks to new fire coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high risk fire conditions. Thank you, Daddy Vass. Thank Thanks, you to mate. the listeners. Thank you very much for all your text messages, your, your calls. And I hope you had a great week because we've had a great week and I hope you have an even better weekend. This is Sports Day. Scotty Sattler. Talk to you next Monday.